your pain your suffering the depression that you could be but where could it lead you can it be something positive well let's find out in this episode hey there i am ishani nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast I realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing 1000 times and finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life. build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them and if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same then i'm up for a chat on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in but for now if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems then what are you waiting for let's get started on my first step ever we are trying to find those unique stories that can help us realize that there are no limits or norms in our life that we are told or we are always expected to follow so why is success you know always attached to your age what is that people are doing differently that they find a successful life way before anyone and way early in their life So to understand that and to uncover that unique story today I'm so excited to have an amazing woman who has the title of Forbes 30 under 30 millennial please give her a warm and round of applause Miss Naila Khan all the way from UAE hi Naila how are you doing hi I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to talk about the first steps that you take because I think those are kind of the most important. I'm I'm very uh, excited to have you here because Naila Khan, let me just tell you a bit about she is doing amazing things in the innovation, edtech and literacy space. So, she is an educator and a co-founder of Mirai Partners, Willow Tree Kids and Kids World Nurseries. Now that's how kind of makes you understand that what kind of work she is into the field that she's into and what her values are over the past 10 years and more naila lived worked and pursued the same dream of wanting to create sustainable and scalable change for those most vulnerable and i think that is what makes your story very special and unique because you are doing good for the society you're creating a positive impact and you have done it so rightfully at such an early age and how so it's very it's only fitting for us to understand and ask and you know understand your journey how you have made it and how have you arrived so my first question would be naila what were you like in your high school days and what were your aspirations then were you always so determined and focused and goal oriented so i uh, thank you so much uh for the introduction and and again um it's it's really sweet of you to say the things that you have that you have because i don't think i saw myself in those ways when i was when i was younger um i don't think uh, i i mean it started way before high school and it started off just as a passion to create change based on um 
some of the some of the trauma or bad experiences that, that I had had. And and I think that that's important for all young people to remember that we all go through you know different things. Unluckily for going through those things, but luckily I had a family that was very supportive and. And because of that, I was able to channel the pain that I was feeling into a realization that, you know, I have a supportive family, but there are people that have gone through the same things that I have that don't have that. So what do they do? Why is society, and some of the questions that came up when I was younger were, you know, why is society so unfair? Why are we like this to certain people? Why do bad things happen? Some of these questions. And those questions led me to become more of a journalistic person. So I started to get really interested and rebellious about and, and, and channeling that rebellion through documenting what was happening in the world with children, with war, with, you know, all of these things. I was about 12, 13 at the time. And then there was this Oprah Winfrey episode. And I was really in love with Oprah because, again, she was one of those kind of famous women that was very open about her struggles and how her struggles informed her work. And she was a journalist, you know, essentially. And she had this episode about how she started a school in South Africa for young girls that had, you know, didn't have the same access to resources that we had and have gone through terrible things. Okay, so here's Oprah. She had more of a privileged life, let's say, than these girls. But she went through bad things and look at what she was able to do. And so that kind of stuck in my head. And I was like, okay, I want to do that. I have a supportive family. I have an education. I understand the pain that these girls or these people are facing, but I can do something about it. And I think at that point in my life, it was like realizing that, you know, sometimes, you know, in life, we have people that are, you know, all of us, for example, that live in the kind of more developed world or, or in families that can support our education and basic access to food and all of those things, right? So you have that part of the world and then you have the other part of the world that are born really with nothing. And so if everyone from this part of the world, which is a privileged part of the world, was to somehow give back in small specific ways, then maybe we would be able to balance things out. And so it started off like that. It was very naive and idealistic. So I wouldn't say that I was kind of determined and goal-oriented. I've never seen myself like that. I'm not like that right now either. I'm more of a more of a passionate person. And so if I'm really passionate about something, I let that guide my decisions. Of course, I've made many mistakes because of that. When you're young, you make mistakes and it's okay to make them even when you're an adult. But that's kind of what took me into the path of education of realizing that you can really you know, after Oprah seeing her start the school, I got really into education because my mother was an early, is an earlier. So it was kind of a process of, you know, going from, from one step to the other and, and using research, exploring the internet, talking to people. That's how I went from one step to the other. It wasn't planned. It wasn't a goal. It was just, I'm passionate about this. And then that's how I landed up. It seems like you had certain experiences in life, which have shaped you the way you are, which kind of shaped your thinking. And as you mentioned that at the age of 12 or 13, that's when you started questioning the norms of society and why certain things are the way they are. Probably you started thinking, and that was still a very young age to, you know, have such real deep questions to you know, ask someone and work on it. Because I think you just did not stop there. You definitely have done something about it. That's why you are here where you are in your life right now. So just trying to understand from your experience, 
if you're able to share with us what were the top 3 learnings you know from that early age uh, that the the things that happened to you what were your top 3 learnings that you would like to share with the young adults today so that they are aware of and they are also thinking on the right path and um, the first would be is that um and i say this a lot is that you aren't the only one and that's not to say that don't be sad or don't don't experience your pain because you're not the only one what that means is in those moments especially when you're young and you're experiencing your pain it's really important to remember that you can reach out and there are other people that are experiencing it and you're not crazy and i think for me that really helped and i think for most children it's really really important that they know that that no matter what they feel like they've gone through that they can speak to someone and that there's someone someone somewhere across their street forget across the world across their street that is probably going through something similar and so that's one thing is to is to remember as children that you know you and 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 uh, to remember to remember you aren't alone the second is i think knowledge and when i say knowledge i don't mean studying in the way that we're taught i think just never stop asking questions you know um and what i mean by that is that in school your teachers will always tell you like why are you asking questions and then it makes you feel because i used to ask a lot of questions and i used to get into a lot of trouble in school for asking questions and the teachers would get so frustrated with me they were like you know you're so this you're so that and like all of this stuff and i don't know why it just thank god never stopped me and that's what i want to tell other people as well if you're asking questions it's a good sign and i'm telling you this today as someone who has researched and dedicated my life to understanding the brain and education and the best skill that you can take with life skill academic skill is never stop being curious and ask questions and question things that people tell you are just fact there's no fact we do not know that much about the world as much as we think we do there are so many mysteries around the world that we still don't understand and that and that second part is just because an adult is telling you something that doesn't mean they're right that does not mean they're right and we are not living in a generation anymore where we should be raising our kids or, or, or as children we should be told that just listen to me i'm your teacher listen to me i'm your parent you are old enough and you are a human being and you can make your own judgment calls of course take advice don't be stubborn and rebellious for no reason but have that confidence in yourself and you only get that confidence by asking questions because you gain knowledge through asking questions um and then the third is have just don't lose that fire and that passion and that excitement you know people think that when you passion fire excitement you're idealistic it's childish i'm still just as passionate as i was when i was 12 or 13 i can still you know it's life life can bring you down right and you might be suffering through a lot you know maybe academically maybe socially maybe uh you know uh, past traumas whatever it is you know we all have that pain in 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 inside of us but just to remember that and this is the third piece of advice is that is that it is your power it's your power it's within our toughest moments that we realize the greatest innovations or greatest um 
greatest kind of, you know, uh, uh, periods of innovations. So when you ask me what, what it was when I was 13, it was my pain, you know, that has led me on this path. It was. And unfortunately, I don't think you need to go through pain to, to be innovative. But if you are, just pay attention to it, you know, and that that will lead you on a uh, on a path of, of of you know that that of resilience. It'll develop strength in you. It'll develop maturity in you. I think those three together, which is really you're not alone, so you can seek help if you need it. Being super passionate. The third, building resilience by understanding that your pain is your power. Those are kind of the three main things, uh, and asking questions. I think you already had a very curious mind. From what I can understand, the situation just helped you or propelled you in the right direction to, you know, keep asking questions and to build those ideas. Besides that, in your early career years, maybe in your teens or even at your college, university, what sort of activities did you take part in? I'm so grateful for my parents for giving me an education. You know, I mean, I thank my education for giving me confidence and resilience and all of those amazing things. But when I say education, I mean, and I'll be specific about it, is that there were certain areas that I think today we shouldn't be thinking about, you know, it was it was math or English or science or whatever. It's really around those specific skills. So for example, in English literature, the idea of analyzing poetry or analyzing texts and then being able to decipher meanings out of it, that was a very important skill. The act of, I went to a primarily all-girls school because I wanted to study gender policy and child development. And um, I think for me, constantly, it was prioritizing my education. And I say this to girls especially, is because we have so many things creating insecurities about who we are, how we look. But I think that it's, re and that's why it's so critical for you to realize that you have, th that your mind and your and, and your investment in yourself is so much more critical than anything else because it will it will be your biggest strength as you grow older. You know, invest in your mind. Like I can't say that enough. And so the school I went, the, the college I went to is very much like a it's 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 Sarah Lawrence, and it's known to be uh, the school of female activists you know, amazing professors and women and, 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 and men as well, uh, because it wasn't all girls, there were men as well. It was, it was kind of like, it was like, and, and that, that environment, putting yourself in that environment of people that are unafraid to speak their truth through a specific um, art form. So like I was saying, like English literature really helps you kind of, you know, create those skills that you need, the analytical mind that you need. The second one was economics. Economics is a great, I mean, the idea of studying macroeconomics is not like, don't look at it as an academic way. And even if you aren't taking it, you can always research, go online, you know, Economist, HBR, there's a great article, there are great articles over there that give you a sense of what's going on in the world and how, like, it's very important for, I think, for, for kids to know what's happening in the world. And that really significantly has helped me with business, for example. The third is being able to creatively express yourself. Every person has a creative outlet. And that creative expression, don't go in there with saying, I want to create a masterpiece or I want to paint oil or acrylics or whatever. Just go in there and, and, and it doesn't have to be art. It can be music, it can be dance. For me, it was dance, it wasn't art. Having that allows your brain to kind of relax, you know, and, and tap into that inner 
it's something in you. It's it, 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 of course there's a there's a scientific term for it, but if I were to describe it, it, it just lets you tap into this creative world within you that again helps you propel through any success you would like to achieve. So when I so and then um, one of the other things is of course making sure that you're um, debating. Debating is such an important part, you know. And I was part of MUN in school but not everyone has an MUN chapter in their school. So if you can create some sort of uh, debate club yourself in your school, or you can maybe watch debates online, debate is a very, very also important thing, I think. And these are some examples. I have many other examples because I'm a curriculum person and I want to build a progressive school in the next few years. And so, you know, to, to raise the next generation of happy children, happy and fun and passionate, passionate children. Um, those are my kind of values. So, but but in terms of success, I have to say most people thought that because I didn't, and I thought this too, I didn't study business, never wanted to get into business, didn't care about it. I wanted to work for a nonprofit or UN or, but the thing, but the thing is with business, it's not, there's nothing that can prepare you for business. You just do it. What you want to make sure is that you have a great product and it solves a problem. That's the most important thing. And to figure out a great product that solves the problem for, for, for the world, you need to be able to analyze, you need to be able to know what's happening in the world, you need to be able to debate and, 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 and know that this is, you have to be able to, protect, like, to, to uh, validate your thesis, right? So you have to be able to debate, you have to be able to protect your product when you're going into you know, sell it, for example. And then you need to be creative because how else are you going to make an innovative product? And there are all of these many different things that you do, but those are kind of the main stuff. And of course, I think travel at any opportunity, talk to people from different backgrounds, those that, that expose yourself to the world in a way that's, even if you can't afford to travel, you know, get online and join a chat room with people in Brazil, learn a new language, you know, do something. Don't follow... Don't follow what people from the last generation are telling you because, I mean, I'm not saying don't follow them at all. I don't mean to like, you know, they're, they're completely out of their mind. No, 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 no. I love my parents. My parents are my biggest mentors, you know? I, I respect everything they say and I, was, and I work with primarily older people and I everything I've learned is from older people. So definitely have older people mentor you. What I mean is, is that if someone is telling you, you know, be this, like go down this path of like being, you know, a traditional job girl, and maybe you don't want to do that. Just remember that the generation they lived in was very much suited towards these like very job description role where you would be in a company for like 20, 30 years, and you were able to do that. Our generation, that's not the case, unfortunately. Those job descriptions don't exist anymore. We cannot foresee being in a job 20, 30 years, not just because you get bored, but also because companies tend to, you know, have a, a, have a turnover every three, four years. That's right. Wow, that was very interesting. And I was listening to it very, very carefully. I really liked a few things in what you mentioned. First thing is that this is a very unique story of a person to, you know, enter into a business field because you have your own business. And as you mentioned, you never had the, you never planned to enter, you know, in the business world. And 
rightly so you did not even take any academic i mean you don't have an academic background as well in business in fact you have a very different background what i really liked in your story another thing was that how you explained the outcome of your academic learning so when i asked this question what activities were you part of in your university time or college so what i had in my mind was that mostly people you know tend to work in volunteering opportunities or take part in drama and clubs and that's how sort of they built their skills but it was very unique take that you mentioned you know while taking up subjects and what is the outcome that you were looking at in a very different way that how the subject is building your skill it was a very unique observation and it's very nice that i could hear from you because i've never heard that before so that's because i'm a teacher <laughs> i'm a teacher by training and so yeah. i think about education in that way and i do think that you need to so i inter- i've been interning since 15 so i think as well as with the academics i've done about god knows how many internships so along with the subjects that i was mentioning please also get practical work experience because 99% of the time By the way when I worked for NGOs I actually the one of the reasons I also got into business is because when I was working at NGOs I realized how inefficient most of them were running and it was very disillusioning because up until 23 22 I only worked at NGOs I was doing different kinds of work like it was it wasn't volunteering necessarily it was you know right. uh, you know like research or training teaching so different actual things and I picked up all of those skills you learn from every single experience for sure but ngos i felt were not running effectively and i thought that to run something that creates the impact that you know you would want to see you need to actually be able to learn from different areas so thinking about business was more about you know business does something very well they get done what they say they will which is you know achieve their bottom line we could take those practices and understand how business works and then take it to the nonprofit side and of course there's many people who do this social enterprise right but how do you take that and then put it here and then see what happens so that's kind of where all of the businesses that we have now are based on is based on that model of interesting uh, of knowing where to stop as well like as founders i'm not interested in i always tell people this I don't want to be a unicorn company but I do want to reach I do want to reach a billion people. And if that makes me a unicorn fine. More importantly, have I made an impact for 1 billion people? But the second thing is is making making sure that I'm not greedy. So I have a very set you know, I have my salary and I have a set percentage that I make from the company. Everything above that is put back into the company because the company is not you, it's your mission and your mission is greater than you. And so that's another thing with the companies. And again, all of this I learned from people, from from reading, from you know experiences. You don't get this in a in a in a in a degree. You just don't. Absolutely. And I think what I see in your journey is that you have defied all odds. Like you are breaking all sorts of norms of you know how a person should. Uh, shape themselves or how a per- person should you know get into the business aspect of life i agree with you and you should defy it <laughs> yeah and i'm loving this conversation <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying be rebellious i'm not saying be rebellious without a cause be a rebel but be be a rebel with a cause and honestly i cannot tell you how many people have told me like what are you doing with your life why are you going here what are you doing there 
don't waste your time trying to explain yourself to people that are not going to understand you. Just, just make sure that you know what you're doing. That's it. And if you don't know what you're doing, that's okay too. That's okay too. You can always bounce back, but, but yeah, don't, don't let other people define who you are, what you do. I love the conviction that you carry. And I think that's very, very important because only if you believe in what you're doing is when you can go past all these voices. And I would really like to say that, uh, firstly, I really would like to wish you all the best for the school that you're trying to build because that is something that we really need in this world, a school where we are you know, taught differently to think differently. That's very important. And I'm, I'm so excited to see your dream and your mission coming through very, very soon. And I'm very sure that you're going to do an amazing job, really having a lot of fun chatting with you right now. So now that we're talking a lot about how you, you know, started setting up your business, and that's exactly what I would like to just ask a last question on that aspect. How did you step into the business field? What was going in your mind at that point in time when you first took that step you know because that's something that you did not want to but then if that helped you in your mission you said why not so yeah if you can take us through that yes didn't want to be take the headache of a business at all but wanted to do all of this work but realized very soon that I I alone cannot you know create systems and make them happen because a no one's interested in listening to you if you want to do something you do it yourself uh, or you find other people that want to do it with you. And that's pretty much what happened. So there are three things that I do with an education. One is actually taking over my, um, forcefully taking over, it was 2015. And my mother was really struggling with her, with her nursery. And so, and she wanted to start a new one. And so she said, you know, why don't you come on board? And I said, yeah, I'll come on board as a teacher, a Montessori teacher. And she said, no, I need you to start this nursery. And I said, absolutely not. Um, I just want to learn how to be a better teacher. And she was like, absolutely not. Um, you are going to start this nursery. And so that's kind of how the journey began. It became more as like helping her and managing things like that. But then I slowly realized as I was doing that is that actually I can not only do what I love, but I can make this actually something that is sustainable. And so I started to learn about more about business. I tried to think that I tried to do an internship at uh, KPMG, I remember. And I thought, oh, okay, if I'm a business consultant, I'll learn business. Not true, but I did get great PowerPoint skills. Um, I really learned and it has actually really helped me. So every random experience I've had has helped me. Um, and after that, after starting the nurseries and seeing it, you know, how you can met, you can, you know, mix passion with real life experience and then theory, which is kind of reading and talking to people and getting their advice. It was amazing to see what we were able to build to physically see that idea come to life in the form of a physical nursery with little kids that you saw take their first steps and their parents would come and say, you know, we're so like happy our, our, our child is like saying this phonic sound or whatever. And all of that together was just such a beautiful experience. And that's kind of how I got into it. Then I realized my skills are in, in using, I, I can, I can only work in what I love. That's also like, a, <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all cut from the, from different cloths. She's a different sort of working in different areas where I met my co-founder now I went to a speech, to a talk that she was leading. And at the time she was the head of innovation for GEMS 
the Gems Group, which is the world's largest service provider, K-12 service provider. And, you know, she's like, she was like my celebrity at that moment. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go up to her because I'm very pushy and I have no filter. I just went up to her and I said, you know, I think I like, you know, I have a, I have a career crush on you. So my co-founder is 20 years, my senior. And, and at that from, you know, I didn't think that she would, you know, entertain me or, you know, meet me, but she did. She met me, we went for a coffee and then two years for, for the next two years, she brought me onto different projects. She became the vice president of teacher training over there. And then we finally decided that we were both had the same mission. We both wanted to do all these crazy innovative things, but we couldn't do them because none of the companies that we were working with would give us access to that or would be okay with that. And so that was why we started business because we thought that there was a real need in the market for, for education that actually changes things. We thought we had the skills to do it. So we were, had a great product with us because we were the product and we believed that we could create that change because we had. And um, third, we, you know, we were lean. We, we didn't have, we, we were both, we're both like budgeters, you know, we built a business out of really nothing, you know, and um, in the sense of like, we, you know, the past two years have been crazy, but I think so amazing because it's what you can do with these, you know, we were, we're two women, different generations, the passion for education. We don't have tech experience, but today we have three products and are licensed by HP. We're in 13 countries and we didn't have investments. We didn't have investors. We didn't have VCs. But what we had was an amazing board of different mentors from different parts of the world that have helped us. So that's why I'd say that, you know, advice, invest in yourself, knowledge, all these things are so important and thinking outside the box because I think we continue on the same, you know, continue on the same journey. I can't speak for the next 10 years, but up until now, I think if you're asking me what, you know, what what got me into business existed, and I still don't think myself as a business, it's weird because when you love something, you don't think of it as a business, you think of it as like Mirai. And over the next 10 years, my plans are, of course, to teach Mirai to, because we only, the, the countries that we are in are primarily very low income countries. So most of them are in Middle East, South Asia, and Africa. And we have our products in some of the most remote areas of the world, uh, from Maasai Mara and Kenya to Nigeria, and uh, yeah, but then also private schools in Dubai. Because when you ask me that question, I'm reflecting now if we had to get into business. I don't know when I got into business. I just feel like it was like a long time in the making you know? And I think that that's how you should see it. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, okay, I want to start a business. It doesn't work that way. And it shouldn't. Why should you start a business if you don't have to? I always tell people that. I think don't, don't, your goal in life, don't make your goal in life starting a business. There's nothing great about it. To be honest, it's headache and tension and it's, it's not fun. What's fun is when you are doing something you love. And if you can find a company that's going to pay you to do something you love, that should, that's so much better. But we didn't have that. And that's why we created a business. If I could, let's say someone, Christine and I always say this, if someone could just pay us to still do what we love and not have to like run a proper business, we're completely fine with that.
this is so unique and that's such marvelous journey that you have taken and everything like just flows in your story you know flows with the purpose i think everything with you started with the purpose and it only became stronger by each day and whatever came your way you made your choices but then you also knew what to do next and you were never afraid that was a very amazing quality that you have that you were not afraid you went and asked questions and that's very very important so naila thank you so much that was just to say one thing yes. when you said you weren't afraid that is that means a lot to me that you say that because that's what i want to tell people is that when like when you let your when you understand when you go through trauma of any kind right pain and when you've seen the worst it gives you a fearlessness and anyone who is suffering right now just remember that that when you are suffering your body is actually becoming like like there is a light at the end of the tunnel and when you emerge from that light nothing can stop you you really do become fearless and 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 that's why i mean i, I feel very emotional because i think about all of the kids especially with covid-19 and and i can just just imagine you know i just i know i know what that pain feels like and i really just i get very emotional when i think about it because because i know i was there once and i just want them to know that if if you can't find anyone somehow you know you can always share my details with people i'm always open to talk to people but but just know that there is a fearlessness that is just waiting around the corner but just just the storm will pass everything passes just believe that and it will and then you become fearless so it's like you know and i just hope that people know that i hope that kids know that and i wish we told them that honestly i wish someone had told me that it would have saved me so much pain <laughs> i think what you just mentioned is the biggest learning for anyone in their lifetime um unfortunate that you had to go through certain circumstances but i think it's fortunate that you learned the most important learning of your life very early on and we tend to face a lot of challenges maybe the degree is different but everyone suffers or you know goes through the pain in a different way but it's a very important point that you mentioned you know just hang in there because at the end of the whole scenario situation that you're going through you will definitely emerge out of it because i think every human has the capacity to do that yeah. all all of them and and i'm really sorry to hear that what you might might have gone through but i'm really happy to see that how you have turned that into your strength to impact other people and not let them go through those situation again so thank you naila this was one of a very interesting and very heartwarming conversation that i had on my first step ever <laughs> uh, before you leave i have very took very quick question uh, because i just got sweat <laughs> so i uh, just one question what would be one top one thing that if you would like to tell our listeners that uh, stop them to you know even take the first step towards their goal what could be just one thing so that they don't find it difficult to go past the first step itself yeah. okay so you are your biggest enemy so one of the things that becomes a challenge is you thinking you cannot do it maybe you think you don't have enough money you don't you're not smart enough you're not blah 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 we're all scared of failure but you're not going to know if you don't do it 
and things and I know that's easy for some people like me because I do I'm able to kind of you know put my head first or maybe you're able to do that but not everyone some some people really do need a plan but I think it's more around just work on confidence work on self-esteem that's very important because when you get into business you're gonna it's very lonely it can be very lonely because if you're you know you have to protect what you're doing you have to believe in what you're doing so I would say do a lot of positive affirmations. And what, what I mean by that is just like, you know, you need to psych yourself. You need to be like, I can do this. I believe in myself. I can do this. I can believe in myself. If you fail, it's okay. I can get back up and I can do this again. Are you able to please leave a listener with a thought or a saying that you really resonate with? I don't know if it's a, your pain is your power. I love to say that, but your pain is your power. Wow, that is a very, very unique saying or thought that I've ever heard and it holds such a deep meaning your pain is your power so thank you Nylon being on my first step ever it was incredibly amazing journey for me <laughs> to have this chat session with you and to have a bit of a time in your life to you know understand what you have gone through and how you are impacting lives thank you Nylon being on my first step ever friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed so why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes i love to build the relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them so you can follow me on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my youtube channel for weekly video updates and yes if you like what i do over here follow my first step ever on google apple or spotify and please drop your rating to my show and comment well this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as i help you in your journey in taking the first step ever until next time start believing in yourself and most importantly keep believing in yourself <laughs>